the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your home for up-to-the-minute market updates. This is Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Newly elected GOP Representative Madison Cawthorn of North Carolina says he was armed last week when an angry mob attacked the Capitol building. Cawthorn told the Smoky Mountain News the day after the attack that he was on the House floor when he and other lawmakers were told to evacuate as rioters began to break down windows and doors after forcing their way into the Capitol. It's not entirely clear if Cawthorn carried a gun onto the House floor. Cawthorn, earlier on the day of the attack, spoke at a Stop the Steal rally as part of President Trump's efforts to challenge the results of the 2020 presidential election. Following the Capitol attack, the freshman congressman joined a group of other GOP lawmakers in voting to support challenges to the certification of votes in Arizona and Pennsylvania. Bernie Bennett in Washington. On Wall Street Friday, the Dow Jones Industrial Average surrendered 177 points to close down at 30,814. The Nasdaq was up by 114. This is SRN News. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761-800-430-8761-800-430-8761. That's 800-430-8761. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Keeley. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Morning, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you for being here today. 651-289-4477, the number to call with your questions and comments, concerns, and requests for King to make your cup of coffee this morning. Um, hard to deliver that over the airwaves, but if they, but who knows? Maybe we'll develop that technology by 11 a.m. today. 651-289-4477. I uh, was just on my way out the door, and all of a sudden, my wife looks at me, and I look at her, and she's like, I forgot to make your coffee. And I said, you know what? I'm a multi-talented husband. I can actually make my own. So I have. Good morning, everyone. I'm going to actually grab a sip because this is the good French press stuff. Uh, my wife is a Melita person, and I'm a French press person. That was going to be my next question for you, King, is how does it taste? I mean, at least it tastes good, right? It's it's fabulous. I'm telling you. It's <laughs> just fabulous. Um, I'm very – I mean, I think to myself, you know, I, we might argue 2021 has gotten off to a pretty rotten start, which compared to 2020 is saying something. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting ready to uh, – I'm getting ready to come in on it, and, and and so I tell Wyatt before the show, "Hey, I got to step away from the mic for a bit because I got to fix my own coffee this morning." And I go go to my freezer where I keep my beans, and I look in, and the beans are just about gone. I managed to make the coffee and order the next delivery of beans from a place up north, a small shop up in uh, in the the Brainerd Lakes area, and uh, those beans are probably going to be here uh, by Tuesday or Wednesday and I think I got enough to get through Tuesday so if they're here by Wednesday we will not have an interruption of the bean water in the morning Um, as uh, one of my friends likes to observe I'm bean water in the morning and leaf water in the afternoon Um, I do I switch to tea after lunch uh, and that's what I drink the rest of the day Uh, so 651-289-4477 let me tell you what we're doing today um, this is a little bit different. We're gonna do we're gonna do week in review. We're gonna do some analysis. I've got fewer cuts than usual, but there was it was simply too good. There was a um, conversation way too short between our good friend and um, actually I, I consider him the Narn creator. Uh, the, the Narn creator was of course Hugh Hewitt, who got. Uh, Got people at uh, Salem Twin Cities together with uh, a few bloggers, including yours truly, who used to run a blog many, many years ago that wasn't really economics. It was a politics blog uh, right after, pretty much created a few months after 9-11, but not because of 9-11, because of some other issues that I wanted to write about at the time. And none got formed that way. Anyway, Hugh Hewitt um, had a great interview with Austin Goolsby. Now, Austin Goolsby is uh, a former advisor to, and I think was chair of the Council of Economic Advisors, or was on the council. I'm not remembering correctly whether or not firmly if he was the chair. 
uh, under President Obama. He's considered a center-left guy, but he's he's a Chicago. He's trained at the University of Michigan. He's a Chicago. Um, he's a Chicago, not Michigan. No, he trained at Harvard and and then went to Michigan. He's a really really good economist. Really, really good. Who I think in some ways, and I, 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 I'll say this because I'm going to place clips of him and people are going to want to be critical and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to lay down a marker right here. I think Austin Goolsby is a great economist. I think Paul Krugman is a great economist. I think he's just a lousy columnist for the New York Times. But if you go back and read the work done on international trade by Paul Krugman back in the 1990s, it's awesomely good. Joe Stiglitz, who is considered a very much a, uh, an economist on the left, who writes in lots of uh, uh, the major newspapers around the world, uh, former head economist at the, uh, at the World Bank. Um, there's been a series of pieces that uh, David Henderson has done at, uh, at Econlib, the uh, Econlog, the uh, blog at the... Uh, at the uh, Library of Economics and Liberty, which shows that in his textbooks, Joe Stiglitz held views that are very much mainstream views. I'm saying all this in part to play ghouls before you and let you have a fair analysis of it. I'm also playing this for you. I'm also playing this for you for the purposes of Getting to a point I saw this morning, discussing the, and I hadn't intended this show to cover this topic at all, but the arguments about minimum wage are about to are about to resume because in the in his speech about his stimulus bill, President-elect Biden has inserted, um, um is inserted into the uh, uh, into that stimulus uh, a, a national $15 minimum wage and the debates have begun about the minimum wage again um i've been part of this part of this conversation for going on 20 years and we'll have to talk about that but i want to talk about it in the sense of why do economists seem to ha- be so so vehemently argumentative about this particular thing. And I'd like to explain that to you in some detail. But let's get on with the main event, which is really, this is the forecast show. This is the show in which we sort of, you know, we've done our look at 2020. We're going to do a little cleanup of uh, some 2020 statistics as of end of the year. And then we're going to have to insert our views on 2021 and what do we think is happening. And we're going to look at uh, forecasts that we're seeing from elsewhere. And then, and then because it's this, this is called the King Banyan show on business 1440. You get to hear what I think. What do I think is going to happen? Um, I will say on my way to the show, I pass by, in fact, on my way to my, which is it, my, it, I'm speaking to you from my office here at St. Cloud State University. And as I drive every day, I go by uh, one or the other of two uh, gas stations. They're both within a mile of my home. 
One of them's literally a quarter mile. The other one's about three quarters of a mile. And um, I, when I gas up, I go to, want to the one that's a little bit further away because that one typically has a lower price than the one that's by that's closer to my house. I drive by the one that's closer to my house, and we've been talking here about you know gas being below two dollars, having a one handle one seventy nine, one eighty nine. Um, I think Wyatt and I talked about a place down in down in Lakeville that was selling gas for less than a dollar a gallon for a week or two back last summer. Um, Wyatt reports that by the mothership down there in Egan, the current price of a gallon of gas uh, at the nearby uh, chain chain uh, convenience store is two two oh eight. The one by my house was two twenty nine nine this morning. The one that is a little bit further away, and when I saw the two twenty twenty, when I saw the two twenty nine nine, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take the extra minute. I'm going to go run by the other one just to see what it's got posted. Two oh nine nine. Prices on gasoline are rising, and that's this this that's going to factor into this forecast. So we're going to talk about gas prices. We're going to talk about OPEC. We're going to talk about inflation. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about the vaccines and and COVID. We're going to talk about what uh, President-elect Biden proposed and its likelihood to passage and what kind of size that's likely to have. And all of that has to get built into what do you think is going to happen in twenty in twenty twenty one. Here's the short here's the short version of it. Twenty twenty one will have above normal growth. That's not that's that's what the consensus says. I think the above normal is going to be actually well above normal so that you will see at some point, either in the second or third quarter, a growth rate for GDP that will be be in the neighborhood of seven percent. And I think that's going to be um, I, I think that's going to be the one that. Uh, that that will will surprise people and people are going to say well see that means that everything that president elect biden then now at that point president biden will will have done to which i'll say not really not really um but nonetheless 2021 figures to be a year of substantial growth of the economy. It figures to be a very good year. But underneath that, seismic changes in the ways in which we transact with each other are happening and will play out in that year. And that's in, that's going to take us some time to sort out. It won't be sorted in 21. It won't even be sorted, I think, in 22. And then all of this implies, if, this, if, if my forecast is correct, all this implies that when we hold this talk at the beginning of 2022, we will be talking in deeper detail about whether or not the Federal Reserve has made a mistake with the policy it adopted toward the end. modified uh, target price level 
uh, mechanism uh, that it's trying to operate with its two above two percent for a while uh, piece. I I think they've got quite an issue in place for themselves, and it does appear that uh, there's some fissures forming within the FOMC, and that by the end of this year. Those fissures are going to be legitimate cracks. There are going to be some pretty strong statements, I believe, with opposition between hawks and doves, if you wish to use that language. That's not the language I prefer. But those who have put a higher weight on avoiding high inflation versus those that believe maximum employment should actually be the Fed's only goal or that inflation is a constraint and not a goal. Those are those are going to be some very significant differences. I that's my that's the basic forecast for this year. We'll put some meat on it coming up next year on the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty. Stay tuned for more of the King Banyan Show here on Business fourteen forty. Cool voiceover, zany sound effect. We were going to write something flashy about streaming us at Radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to Business 1440 at Radio.com. Turn market volatility into opportunity today by investing with the big institutions, not against them. Many people are getting taken advantage of by Wall Street. Learn why their returns are so much better than the average novice 401k investor. Learn the skills to be a better steward of your own money. Call for a free in-center or virtual investing class today at 952-814-4410. Call Online Trading Academy at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too, even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. The experts at Optima specialize in a powerful IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. 
We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota. Daily headlines, investing guidance, and insightful financial discussion are just a tap away with our free mobile app. Simply search for Business 1440 in the App Store. And in seconds, you'll be connected with the brightest minds in business and investing. Ah, show got the blues this morning, baby. Yeah, and I'm here to tell you about it. So you might as well pick up on it. Well, welcome back, King Banyan Show. Yeah. 651-289-4477. What do you expect in 2021? Seriously, I could I could use your advice. What do you see happening this coming year? Um I will um so let me begin by by sort of giving us let's let's set the table with some N2020 data that came out this week. This is usually this week that includes the 15th of the month usually gives you the largest chunk of data that you can look at to tell you what happened in the previous month and since that's the last month of 2020 it sets the table for the first month or two of 2021 it's worth it's worth picking out. Um, mortgage applications jumped up. That's that's good news. I, we were, I was listening to Real Estate Chalk Talk before our show here, and we, I always I always try to listen to when they do the mortgage piece. Uh, I, I I I actually try to listen a little harder to say, okay, what are they saying? What are they seeing? What are they saying right now? Um, so usually, what happens at this time is mortgage mortgages. You get more mortgage applications after the holiday because some of the ones that you would have gotten during the holiday period, they just don't do because it's the holiday. They're just gone or the, the customer's not showing up at the, at the office, so they're not there. But um, you had good data on industrial production, uh, really, really nice data on industrial production this, this month. Um, if you uh, if you look at it if you if you if you look at it right now, uh, consumer spending outside of the uh, outside of the restaurant sector has been pretty strong, and a lot of it has been in goods. So here's what's happened really in this point, and this is a point made by uh, Brian Westbury at First Trust, the reading from uh, a, a blog post that he put up uh, about this issue uh, yesterday. Um, Auto manufacturing, we've talked about this. Automobiles in 2020 made a complete V-shape, right? We're actually producing 3.7% more vehicles now than we were a year ago. But if you look at non-auto production, it's down 3.2%. It makes sense that that number is likely to catch up. Some of that holdback has been because it's been difficult to get goods to move to market. Okay, so another another fact in that data is that Cass Freight, which does an estimate of sh- of trucking shipments, said in December shipments rose six point seven percent year over year. That's not just cars, right? They in their piece they write the acceleration was partially explained by an easier prior year comparison. The previous December was snowy and they did not have as much goods moved, but low inventory low inventory levels at U.S. retailers 
and a sharp reduction in in global container ship lines ahead of the uh, February Chinese New Year holiday. The f- near-term pipeline for freight looks quite strong from our perspective. One thing to expect in 21 is then that goods production, manufacturers outside of the automobile sector, which I, which I would agree with uh, Brian on this, I think it's a little bit, it's a, it's a leading indicator and it's a little bit of a bellwether. I think automobiles have probably run out about as far as you would expect them to go. Combination of lower interest rates and people saying, I want to have a car to drive myself to work. I do not want to be on public transportation so much. This is normally the weekend Last weekend, last weekend was the weekend they actually did it, but this normally on MLK weekend is the weekend I would normally take off to do my annual golf trip. I'm here. We didn't do it. Okay, well, I didn't do it. Some guys went, chose, chose to go ahead and make that trip. I chose to stay behind. And in part, it's a work thing. If I take the trip, then I, I pretty much can't work from the office for two weeks, and I kind of need to be here particularly early in a semester, there are issues with students that, that frankly, the dean kind of needs to be around for. So I was here. Um, But manufacturing numbers came in quite strong. Uh, And and as you look up and down down the sheet, that looks looks good. On the negative side last week, I think, uh, yes, people said initial jobless claims. Okay. Do me a favor. If you're a listener of the King Banyan Show, you have you know two you know one rule already. One rule: weekly movements and in initial jobless claims are usually statistical noise. I tend not to spend much time looking at them. I look at continuing claims and I look at them on a four-week moving average basis. That gives me enough filtering. To get the noise out. At minimum, if you're going to look at the initial claims data, take the four-week average. Don't take don't take a single-week move and think that there's something significant in it. Noise is noise. All right, so that's rule one. Rule two, only applicable in this period. Pay very close attention to the extra programs that are coming going to come online and offline due to extra extended unemployment benefits during the COVID period. So you had a brief, because of the delay, this was just the delay between the passage of the of the December 2020 relief bill and its signature by President Trump. You'll recall there was about, I think it was six days in which he held on to the bill and sort of argued, no, I would really like you to make changes to this, even though he was told, no, 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 that's the deal. It's as good as it's going to get. Either you sign it or veto it, and if you veto it, chances are we're going to override you anyway. So he signed it. That six weeks led to a gap in pandemic unemployment assistance and pandemic extended unemployment compensation, which covers gig workers and those workers who, due to the pandemic, had, had exhausted their state benefits. There's a one-week hole in coverage in those two programs. That's a fair amount of what these numbers are. So pay it no mind, all right? Just, you know, you can 
All right. I was going to say you can look smart at the bar, but of course you can only have one other person at the bar with you. So if you live in Minnesota, so well, you look smart with one person, I guess. But you, you know, you can you can tell people, well, you know what? That's a noisy series. Don't use that. I just wouldn't pay attention to that. No. Here's the other part that is noisy right now, and I would pay attention to. Um, I would pay attention to. Take a look at, of course, retail sales. They were way below expectations. Um, which, okay, and they it, it, they were way down, and the November numbers were revised down, and everyone was was saying, okay, has used the retail sales number. And the unemployment insurance numbers say, this is why we need a stimulus, because we're starting 2021 in a big hole. Who's in a big hole are the restaurants. Who's in a big hole are some retailers. But you have to go around here and look at where the changes are. So if you look at food and drinking, food services and drinking places, Year over year through December, they're down almost 20%, If you look, of course, at non-store retailers, the online shopping, they're up 22%. So department stores are down 18.1%, but everybody else, like warehouse clubs and super centers and and so forth, those numbers are up. Sporting goods up 5.7%. Clothing down 26%. Gas stations down 16%, but health and personal care numbers were up 1%, and excuse me, uh, uh, building materials and garden equipment up 14%. Okay, you've got to dig down inside this number because if you don't, you're going to miss. You're going to miss a whole lot of um, movement within that series. Electronics down. 14%. 14%. So if you net that all out and you just look at retail, and you look just at retail taking out the restaurants, year over year that's up 3.5%. If you do that, if you do that and you and you net out and you net out uh, uh, and you net out what happened in uh, 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 in restaurants, that drop, that drop of uh, 1. 9, that 1.9% all of a sudden disappears down to a drop of about 0.2%. It wasn't that big a drop, unless you count in the restaurants. And that's the part that people forget when they look at that number. Retail sales, the way it's reported, the headline number includes the restaurants. And... Yes, I mean, you'd have to, I mean, you really would have to be an idiot not to recognize that, that restaurants have been completely, completely slammed. They are reopening in January. We're seeing a few states begin to relax some of the restrictions. I think those in the northern tier of the United States have recognized that they can't keep them, they can't keep uh, people out of the inside of restaurants for three more months. That's just not going to work. Um, so we're seeing some limited reopenings. I don't, I still think there's going to be a huge sort there. We'll talk about that after this, but manufacturing is going to be strong. Construction's been strong. Some areas in retail have been fined and others not. The healthcare sector 
has will reopen. We'll talk about that a little bit as as we move forward here. Education sector is beginning to to reopen something. Schools are beginning to get reopened finally. Um, And all this is going to show, at least on the statistics, a very strong rebound in 2021. And you can see the strong rebound because the places where you actually could buy goods and use them, like outdoor sporting goods, have done gangbusters in 2020. That's going to spill into other areas in 2021. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Hi, this is Lee with The Kingdom Builders. Psalm 23.4 tells us, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We were talking briefly about caning the other day, a punishment that can quickly deter people from crimes. The Lord's staff, a tool of the shepherd, and the rod to correct behavior, both bring comfort to the psalmist. Kind of crazy. I sure do find it easy to appreciate when the Lord uses the staff to guide me, and as a consequence, the other sheep that walk with me. It's a little less easy to appreciate the use of the rod, even though I know it is absolutely required to drive folly from a child of God. Isn't it strange that these two very different tools bring us closer to the very same comforter? If you have any comments about this or other scripture, feel free to contact me at lee at thekingdombuilders.com. That's L-E-E at thekingdombuilders.com. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. That's 800-323-8137. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com.
Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Ah, I used to go dancing to that song. That's good. No, you didn't watch. There's, is there tape? Heck no. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> thank God. No tape of that. So we now have, I think, enough information to sort of put quarter four in the books and say and, and have a pretty good feel for what happened there. December was tough because of some of the some of the renewed lockdowns that began in mid-November. Made December kind of a tough month, but October had really been growing like gangbusters, and I don't think the December numbers completely wash out what happened in the first six weeks, seven weeks of the fourth quarter. Um, if you look around at, at the at the public uh, publicly uh, revealed forecast, Merrill Lynch is currently at 5% tracking uh, for quarter four. Uh, uh, the New York Fed's now casting report has 2.5%. The Atlanta Fed's now at 7.4%. They've been converging, I think, as you move as you move into the period. So I now think we've got a pretty good feel that something between four and six percent for Q4 is going to be announced, and that announcement will happen in about ten days' time. The the that means if assuming that's right. Assuming that number is correct, we still will be for the entirety of the fourth quarter. Uh, well, let's get that for the entirety of 2022, uh, 2020. We'll still be at an av- annual estimate, uh, the average annual estimate of about 2.53 down for that that quarter, probably for the year. So. On an annualized basis, GDP will have fallen 2.5% after a quarter, after a fourth quarter that is likely to be uh, about be, about between 4 and 6%. So in my mind, I'm a little, probably a little bit closer to the high end, closer to 6 than 4. So I think GDP annually will come back in, I'm going to say 2020 on an annualized base, on an annual basis for the entire year will be minus about 2%. Let me assume that in January and February of 2020 we were fairly near full employment. And let me assume then that 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 means that the gap to be caught up in 2021 to get us back onto the path that we were on pre-pandemic. Okay? Remember, you're not going to you, we're not just going to compare ourselves to where was the peak back in February of 2020. We're actually going to extrapolate a line. They love to make fun of the fact that I try to get you think to think visually while I'm talking on a radio, but I'm going to try to paint a word picture for you. All right? Imagine the, imagine you're drawing a line. That line represents the, the size of the U.S. economy. Every month, there's a, little more, there's a little more labor, there's a little more capital, there's a little new technology that's adding 
or or if you want to use the fancy word accreting to GDP. It's a we're we're making more stuff. And even on a per worker, on a per person basis, that number is growing naturally. It's a basic fact of economies since about the turn of the 19th century. It was not the case for every century prior to that. But since about 1810, there's been a a long-term, now two-century, secular trend of growth of the economy. And that growth rate on a per-person basis is about 1% to 1.5%, and given a population that's growing at about 1% a year, our normal growth rate is probably somewhere in the area of 25 to 3%. Now, could it grow faster? That's fine, but that's not, that's not today's talk, okay? And indeed, although I might say a little bit about that at the end. So to have us hit where we would have gone, we not only need to get the 2.5% for 21, but we need to make up the two point the make up the two point five we would have had in twenty twenty and replace the two point three shortfall. If you've done the math, that means that in order to get back to where we would have gone in twenty where we would have gone in um in, in 2020 and 2021 without the pandemic. And if we wanted to get there by the end of 21, we would need a growth rate of GDP of about 7.5% for the year. I don't think we'll get 7.5%. The uh, economic forecast uh, from 60 economists uh, in, uh, conducted by the Wall Street Journal and published yesterday indicates that that. The median expectation, or uh, is it a median, or they're going to call it? They're calling it an average. Uh, is at uh, is at four point three percent, four point two six percent. So that's faster than the natural rate, but it only covers a portion of the output that's been lost. Now it's a fair question to ask: Will we ever get back all of the lost production? I'll deal with that in the second hour. But my forecast assumes that we have to get faster, that we're going to get faster than faster than trend growth to do some convergence back to what that old line was. Now, 4.3% doesn't cover nearly all of it, not even close. Looking at that data. I think that convergence is going to be a little bit a little bit faster than that. I expect it to be north of 5%. I'm going to tell you my reasons for that during the during the rest of this hour and the beginning of the next hour. And I'll tell you what my reasons are not. And one of the reasons I don't have is actually this new discussion of a stimulus bill, of a second stimulus bill. Um, that we're going to have. If you listen to the show from last week here on Business 1440, if you go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, go there, click on the podcast. you got to be a VIP club member. Okay, sign up. It's free. It just means you're going to get some email from us to tell you about some cool deals. Just do it, okay? Because you're going to want to have those podcasts. Go back and grab the second hour from last week. 
Um, and you'll you'll hear me talk about whether or not we need a, need another stimulus. I argue we probably didn't need the last one. I don't think we're going to need this one. And I really don't think we need one in the in the shape that uh, President-elect Biden put it out uh, y- yesterday. This forecast that I'm giving you is not a function is not a function of the stimulus of, of them passing yet another round of stimulus. Unlike, unlike uh, Merrill Lynch that says, um, I'm going to read their forecast. This is reported out by Bill McBride at Calculated Risk Blog. We revised first quarter 2021 growth to 4% from 1%, but take down second quarter to 5% from 7%, reflecting the earlier passage of stimulus in December. This leaves annual growth at 5% from 4.6 previously with risk tilted to the upside if additional stimulus makes it through Washington in coming months. I'm saying more than 5%, and I'm not making an assumption. I'm not making an assumption about the stimulus bill. A, I don't think it's really needed. And B, and I think this is the key critical point, assuming assuming that at some point, Speaker Pelosi sends over the, the, the impeachment charge against what will then be former President Trump, or will nearly, okay, assuming that she's not sending it Tuesday morning. I'm assuming she's not. If she sends it later, if they, if they do what they say they're going to do, which is, we're going to hold this back. We want you to approve all of, we want you to confirm all of President Biden's uh, cabinet, and we want you to pass our stimulus bill before we send this over to you. Don't you think that uh, the Republicans in the Senate will just say, yeah, you want to play chicken with us? We won't pass the stimulus bill. We won't agree to let the stimulus bill be heard because that's not in the filibuster and you don't have the votes to break the filibuster. I'm not sure you're going to get this bill. But after the break, I'm going to tell you why I don't think we, I'm going to tell you why I think the bill probably is, um, is flawed. And I'm going to use the words of someone who you typically won't hear on the King Banyan Show. Right after this, King Banyan Show Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. 
Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Business 1440 has listeners all over the nation, so we make it as convenient as possible to listen in. Hear honest and professional financial insight by streaming us on iHeartRadio, the TuneIn app, our Facebook page, or at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. This is the forecast show. 2021 on in our sights, trying to figure out what's going to happen here. Um, so, few speeches given in the last uh, 48 hours. Two speeches given by uh, President-elect Biden. Um, one regarding vaccines. I'll cover that. I'll cover that a little bit in the next hour. Uh, but this hour, I, I focused on the proposed additional stimulus bill. We told you here on the show it was going to happen. That, in fact, some of the why the first, the, the one passed in December wasn't very large wasn't just because the Republicans were working down the number to something that would be fine, would be better for the, uh, for the debt. no. That wasn't it. That actually wasn't it at all. It was because the the Democrats perceived that they can get a better deal and get the bills they want passed in twenty one. I really believe that the uh, that the impeachment article will end up causing some 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 turbulence for that bill. I know they propose at one point nine, and then everyone's like, "Well, he won't get one point nine, but he'll get." He'll get something around a billion, maybe 1.1. He'll have some of this. He'll have some of that. Well, let's 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 break this down for you and help me break it down. Let me let me turn to uh, our friend Hugh Hewitt uh, again, uh, the uh, Godfather of the Narn. Um, 
is um, head on Austin Goolsby, economist at the University of Chicago, former former uh, economic advisor to uh, President Obama. Um, really, and, and again, I would say, and particularly when it comes to tax economics, he's one of the people I read. I, I and I, I, I think he, I think he forms very solid opinions based on what there. And I, and when he's on CNBC in the morning, as he frequently is, um, I pay attention. Uh, anyway, Hugh had him on for about uh, six minutes, way too short, on uh, on uh, his show yesterday. And when he was, and, and I'm going, and I've got a few cuts of this. I, I, this will be the first cut, Wyatt. This is him answering the question about why he likes what President-elect Biden is proposing. I liked it. I mean, I thought the two most important things, number one, was to finally have the president slash president-elect acknowledge the virus is raging out of control, and that's the thing that's wrecking the economy. So we have to deal with that and to have a national plan stepped out, one, two, three, I'm going to do these things. Uh, And number two, to embrace the idea that while we get control of the virus, it's going to cost us money to provide relief and rescue to the American people. So he likes the bill. Um, I will note that when it comes to how much is going to be spent on actual delivery of the virus, of the of virus relief, uh, as as I looked at that, looked at that. Let me go find my little my little handy dandy chart here. Um, let me. Uh, I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling here. Here it is. Um, when it comes to uh, vaccination program, um, they're going to they're going to they're going to send a hundred. There's they're probably going to end up spending less than three hundred three hundred billion of. show on business 1440 oh well welcome back thank you so there's one point. I don't know what we lost. We lost our connection there for a moment, but we're back. Uh, we've been noticing a little extra noise on the line today, so apologize for that. But of the $1.85 trillion being pitched, um, only about 0.27 of that could be remotely tied to a vaccination program. And even there, a lot of that money ends up uh, going to hospitals, going to uh, going in a number of places. It's hard to actually figure out all the details that are in it. But it has the other $1,400 in checks, uh, along with uh, to, to that uh, between the $600 that got passed last month and the $2,000 that had been initially proposed. Um. There's money and there's $440 billion that ends up helping state and local governments. 
So when he's asked this again, I think we got time to play one more clip of uh, of Goolsby. He's asked about these transfers. Let's play the second clip, uh, Wyatt. If all this embodied was direct payments, I would have some problems with that. It clearly embodied a series of things, um, and I think the direct payments part, if the, who, it depends who the direct payments go to. And trying to steer money to the people who are hardest hit, uh, I think is important. Well, if you can, you sure. But here's the problem. How do you figure out who needs the money and who doesn't? You can use income and the last programs, both of the CARES Act and the, and the, and the December bill, had a, a phase out for people who uh, made above a certain level of income. But what they lacked was, what they, what they lack is a mechanism to sort of screen out who gets it and who doesn't. We, we don't have enough time to, to get to the next clip, so we'll carry this over into the next hour. But the point being, even an Austin Goolsby says, hey, if it's just dropping checks on people, we're not sure we need that. And I'll explain why to you. Well, you already know what the answer is because you've been listening. You're a regular listener here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. And you'll be with me when we finish this up after the top of the hour. Be right back. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I I have have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-482-8399. 800-482-8399. That's 800 482-8399. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. 
Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines.